Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, November 16th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Britain's economy has been hit hard during the pandemic, especially when you compare it to other countries. More than a dozen Asia-Pacific nations have come together to seal a historic trade deal, and U.S. banks are getting nervous about one of the most profitable parts of their businesses. Plus, U.S. President-elect Joe Biden's Irish roots might have a big impact on Ireland's Brexit outlook. We'll explain why. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Boris Johnson was forced to self-isolate on Sunday after meeting with a member of parliament who developed coronavirus symptoms. It comes after a pretty bad week for the UK prime minister, with his communications chief Lee Kane and his chief advisor Dominic Cummings being forced out of Downing Street. And it comes just days before Johnson had been due to make a big speech on the green economy. Now, this is a big area of interest since the UK's economy has been hit hard during the pandemic especially when you stack up its performance against other countries. Part of that is because of the different ways countries measure inflation, especially in relation to the health sector. This should disappear over time. But an analysis by the FT has found other reasons for the disparities. One of those reasons? Weak household spending. And we say household spending. UK retail sales remain strong during the pandemic, but it's really the consumption of services that took a hit. But there's another reason. The analysis found the way the UK government spent its money wasn't particularly useful. It's something MPs and former government officials are concerned about. But like I said, it's not just the UK that's worried about the economy. The US is dealing with a surge in coronavirus cases and the harsh new restrictions that come with it. And some are worried about the blow to the country's economy. As one senior economist at J.P. Morgan Chase put it, there isn't conclusive evidence that we're entering a double-dip recession, But there are warning signs out there. But Eastern countries are doing what they can to contribute to the global economy. Fifteen Asia-Pacific nations agreed to one of the biggest trade deals in history on Sunday. It's called the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership. Here are some highlights from it. It sets out to reduce trade barriers in an area covering about a third of the world's population. China, Japan, South Korea, they're all on board. By 2030, the deal could add almost $200 billion to the global economy annually. And while Japan and South Korea could be the biggest winners from the deal, the benefits of cheaper goods could stretch as far as Europe and the U.S. But it does box out the U.S. in a way. Analysts say that at the very least, it will diminish America's influence in the region. The U.S. did have its chance, though. Donald Trump had the opportunity to stay in the Trans-Pacific Partnership a few years back, but he pulled out in the first few days of his presidency. Now, with the pandemic lockdowns, people are saving money on things they would otherwise be spending on. Restaurants, movies, concerts. And so, some U.S. consumers are using that money to pay down their credit card debt. This could mean bad news for banks, since credit cards and their high interest rates make up one of their most profitable businesses. And according to the Federal Reserve, total card loans held by U.S. banks stood at $755 billion in the last week of October. That's $100 billion lower than when the pandemic started. The vice president of research at the credit agency TransUnion told the FT that in addition to not spending money, there are other factors helping Americans pay off their credit card debt. Government stimulus checks, supplemental insurance benefits, and the availability to take a break from paying mortgages. 
If that wasn't bad enough for banks, Americans are less inclined to take on new plastic, too. TransUnion says that Americans opened 50% fewer credit card accounts from the year before. And now, a look at Brexit. There's a lot of noise being made when it comes to Joe Biden's Irish ancestral roots. The republic is caught in the middle of the trade tussle between Britain and the EU, and some are hoping that the U.S. president-elect will put enough pressure on Boris Johnson so that he does not implement a hard border with Northern Ireland. David Bond, the FT's Brexit editor, talks to Arthur Beasley, our Ireland correspondent, about what's at stake. Michal Martin, Ireland's Taoiseach, has admitted that his country would be one of the worst affected if Britain fails to reach a trade deal with the EU by the end of the year. Could you just set the scene for us, Arthur? What's at stake for Ireland economically? Well, I mean, there are major, major, major concerns. Britain is a major trading partner of Ireland. It's the country's next door neighbour. And although the country is less dependent on Britain than it was in the past, Britain remains the major trading partner. And as well as that, many Irish exporters who sell goods onwards into the European mainland, they send their goods through Britain. The concern is that if the talks fail, well, then you could have the imposition of very heavy WTO tariffs on Irish exports into Britain, and that would be very, very, very costly economically. So these are big, big concerns, and that explains why the stakes are so high for Ireland as these trade talks go into the end game. And of course, there's lots and lots of political concerns about exactly where the border between the EU and Britain should lie. Can you just explain the risks here from Ireland's perspective? little more than one year ago, agreement was reached in the UK divorce deal from the EU that the trade and customs border between the island of Ireland and Britain would be in the Irish Sea, subjecting trade between Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK to checks. And then we've had recently the British Internal Markets Bill, which proposed overwriting some of those arrangements in a no deal, which raised concern that the protocol wouldn't come fully into effect and we would be left with the prospect of a return of checks on trade between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. And of course, the risk here is that it could have some impact on the peace process and the Good Friday Agreement, which settled decades of sectarian violence in Northern Ireland. That's the concern that has been raised by the Internal Market Bill, hasn't it? The piece of legislation that's currently uh, going through Parliament Uh, in the UK, which could really override many parts of that Brexit divorce treaty you mentioned. Let's put it this way. Concerns around the Good Friday Agreement in place since 1998 are such that the Brexit talks pretty much since the start in 2016, after the UK referendum, have been dominated by this question of avoiding a reinstatement of a hard border in Ireland. Now, he might have been a bit premature on Twitter, I think, the Taoiseach, but he was among the first leaders to be called by President-elect Joe Biden, along, of course, with Britain's Boris Johnson. What was his message on the subjects of Britain's controversial internal markets bill? Well, in the two calls, the President-elect is said to have reaffirmed his full support for the Good Friday Agreement. 
And this statement that came from Dublin said that Michal Martin and Joe Biden discussed the importance of a Brexit outcome that reflects the agreement and ensures no return of a border on the island of Ireland. Bear in mind also that during the election campaign, Joe Biden very publicly set out that he would support fellow Democrats in the American system who say that there will be no prospect of a US-UK trade deal if there was any threat to the Good Friday Agreement as a result of Brexit. And he's been described by Mr Martin, hasn't he, as the most Irish president since JFK. How symbolic is this? How does this reflect the sort of importance that Joe Biden will place on the relationship with Ireland? Well, Joe Biden is is but one of many millions of Americans who would claim Irish ancestry. But for the president-elect, it's very important indeed. He visited Ireland as vice president in 2016, went to the ancestral counties of Mayo and County Louth, and referred to the great waves of emigration that brought so many of us Irish, that, that, were, that, were, that was his word, to the United States. It's clearly something that's very, very big for him. Now, looking a bit further ahead, in the, in the longer term, will Britain's absence from EU meetings allow Ireland to perhaps step in and play a greater role in international politics, do you think? Especially if it could claim to have a very close relationship with Joe Biden. The fact is that uh, Ireland post-Brexit is now the only English-speaking member state of the European Union. Ireland has, in its economic policy for decades, cast itself as a nexus between the United States and the European Union. And I think there is some expectation post-Brexit that Ireland will be mediating not only the European Union for the UK, but also perhaps the European Union for the United States. Now, let's not overstate it. The United States is a global superpower. It has a very, very advanced and deep and developed diplomatic network. It has its own people right throughout the European Union. But I think in the Biden era, at least, it might be that Ireland is a little bit up in the pecking order globally. Thanks, Arthur. Arthur Beasley is the FT's Ireland correspondent. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Here at Cat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.